right, welcome back to Bright Verde, guys. Welcome back to the Bright Verde podcast. This is your host, Marcelo. And uh, we got official news. I love the days when things are official. Uh, Cecilia Dominguez is officially an Austin FC designated player, the first DP in our franchise history. Uh, he joins Rodney Redes, a uh, fellow Paraguayan, in um, the first two players to be part of the club. So very exciting news, and we're here to talk about it, guys. We're here to sit down, drink some coffee, and uh, talk about this signing together. Um, there are some things to say, I'm not going to lie. It's not going to be all positive. We are going to discuss both the positives and negatives. I think it's good that we don't just uh, get hyped and get excited and you know think that everything's going to be beautiful you know flowers and everything's gonna be perfect rosy no like things there are some um i think there are some negative parts i think to this signing or some negative uh opinions on my end on this signing and it is my duty it is my responsibility to share those opinions um and I hope that you can let me know what you think about Cecilio Dominguez. Um, so let's let's get right into it, guys. We're not gonna get too, you know, deviate too much. I just want to say uh, thanks to everyone who's been following the podcast. I appreciate you guys. Hit us on uh, Twitter at Bright Verde Pod. We're on Instagram, Bright Verde Pod. We're on Facebook, Bright Verde Pod. You can find us on YouTube as well, Bright Verde. And uh, if you got a shirt, if you want a shirt with the new logo, hit me up uh, on on Twitter, on on Instagram, whatever, and um, I can get you that shirt for you. Twenty bucks a pop. It's a dope shirt, good quality. You really like it, um, and you'll be supporting me, which I will thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, and definitely, yeah, just hit us up on all social media. I, I really appreciate it. So let's get right into it. Okay, let's see. Let's dissect this signing. Um, so we got Cecilio Dominguez. We have some new information on the um, on the um, how much we paid for him and and all that stuff, um, which is important to note. So it is official. Uh, Cecilio Dominguez is our first designated player uh, in our franchise. I believe Rodney Redes is going to be a young DP, if I'm not mistaken. That hasn't been made official, as far as I know. But it makes sense that he'll be a young DP, which has its own rules and regulations. Um, and Cecilio Dominguez will definitely earn more money than Redes, for sure, without a doubt. But that hasn't been disclosed as of yet, uh, as far as I'm concerned. We don't know how much money he'll be making. Um, we do know that he has been signed for four years, and 100% of his rights have been acquired by Austin FC. So there was no 75%, no 90%, none of that. It was 100%, 
and we paid in a region of $4 million for 100% of his transfer fee. Um, and I think that that's a solid signing, like a solid negotiation because, you know, you acquire 100%, you know that if you sell this player, um, you can, you know, get as much as as, as you need for him, you know, because you have that 100% of his rights. So that's good on that end. It's also good because his transfer market value was around $4 million, which is, um, you know, obviously we're not overpaying for him and we're not underpaying for him. We're just paying what is what is right in the market for Cecilio Dominguez. So that's a good sign. Those are all positives. Um, um, let's talk about the excitement around Cecilio Dominguez. And I want to make sure that my point is being uh, heard um, clearly so it doesn't get misconstrued. It's hard to do this on Twitter because of the character limit and you can't really express uh you know a lot of emotion and stuff like that and i think that it is exciting to a certain extent um it is exciting that that we have a new player we have a designated player you know that's all um exciting and it's fun you know and, and that's something that we've been waiting for after Rodney redes so that is is cool I like that. It's also cool that he just turned 26 a few days ago or like a week ago. So he's still fairly young. He's a young player, but he's entering his his prime years. And that that's exciting. Um, you know, it's not an old player that's coming in to retire. Uh, so... You know, when you consider the fact, okay, Rodney Redes has been signed. He is more of a young, exciting, dynamic, you know, powerful player. Very direct. Uh, and then Cecilio is more of a technical player, more of an experienced player, more of a player that is coming into his prime who um, can really deliver. You know, if, if, if it fits, if MLS fits him good, and, and the club fits him good, the city, he could really turn up for us. And uh, he can he can really, you know, show his face in the league. So two different type of players, two different reasons why those players were signed, obviously. Um, I like the combination of Redes and, and Cecilio. I like the connection between them two, both from Paraguay. It makes sense. I like that. Um, let's see, let's talk about, well, on, on the positive side still, uh, he's a winger, he, he, he's a winger, a striker, you know, he, he can be multifaceted in, in the attack, which is great, which is something that Claudio Reina and Josh Wolf have said time and time and time and time and time again, that they want our team to be very adaptive and to to be able to change positions uh, from individual players into different roles so clearly this was a big part of the decision making with Cecilio Dominguez because we know that he he can play pretty much on either wing mostly on the left wing but he can also um, you know drift into the striker role 
So that's great. Um, another great thing is, like I said, his potential. Uh, he's coming into his prime. And this can be his chance. You know, his big opportunity to to establish himself as a as a um you know like as a figure as a star and this i feel like this could be his last i mean not his last because if things don't go right he can just leave and go somewhere else but he'll be maybe 27 28 you know it's gonna be difficult for him to get these years back so i feel like this is still his his big chance to prove himself which leads me to the beginning of the negative aspects of this of this signing. Bear with me here. Bear with me. Don't don't start freaking out. Um, he hasn't established himself in his career. Um, that is important to note. Whenever he went to Club America, he was like 20, 23, 24 young player, you know, a lot of excitement. He did not deliver for Club America. Let's put that very clearly. He was average and he left, you know, through the back door. He wasn't he wasn't loved by the fans. He was not admired. He he left pretty much he came and went and that was that. Uh he didn't do much. He wasn't consistent. Um Yes, he is talented. Yes, he has a lot of technical ability. Yes, he can make some some brilliant moves. Uh, but you need players to do that consistently. And he never did that for Club America, nor he did for Independiente, which is where he, he we just bought him from. Um, I find it concerning, and I said this on Twitter, that if you look at the comments, which I know that Twitter can range from you know, people just saying a bunch of nonsense and it's not a really good, you know, temperature gauge. But it can also range into being a good temperature gauge into something, right? It can go both ways. I think for when it comes to soccer, uh, I think that we can take Twitter somewhat, you know, average seriously, you know? It can, it can either be good or bad. It can be true or not true. I try to look at the comments objectively, objectively, and most, if not all of the comments, I would say the vast majority, I would say 90% or more, have been negative towards this transfer rumor. Ever since it was a transfer rumor two, three weeks ago, if you looked at the Independiente accounts and stuff like that, people were begging us to get rid of this guy, to take him. And keep in mind that this was Independiente's most expensive transfer of all time. It, they paid $6 million from Club America, which they still owe. Um, and I think that's concerning. In my opinion, I think that's concerning. I haven't watched Independiente play. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I've seen the games. No, I have not seen the games. But there's a reason, you know, he's being sold because they need money. But he was also bought as a as a superstar, you know, as a pillar to to their club, and he's leaving after two years. Uh, 
And he's not leaving with people being sad about it. They're leaving and people are literally, you know, almost throwing parties that he's gone. If you look at the comments from our own signing, our own Twitter page for Austin FC, people are <laughs> commenting, you know, there are no buybacks, you know, or whatever, like, keep them, don't ever bring them back, all that type of shit. I think that's, that is concerning. That is concerning. There's a few people that are like, oh, you know, good signing. Uh, and I do find it concerning myself that he hasn't established himself. He just kind of, uh, especially at Club America, he just, he started well and then just his form just nosedived. He had injuries, which obviously contribute to that. Um, but as a young player, man, like th those are your years when when you when you're proving yourself, when you're hungry, when you want to impress and and you want to move up in your career, you want to get that big move to Europe or whatever. And it's concerning that he he just kind of let that go. Um, but at the same time, I don't know much about Cecilio Dominguez. I'm not. You know, like, I think anyone who has not seen him play regularly, you know, to a certain extent, we're just kind of speaking out of our asses. Um, but that's just what I can see. That's just what I can sense is it's not all positive. And I think that we should keep that in mind whenever we're talking about this. I think that we should, you know, be objective as much as we can and not just because he's an Austin FC player. It's all super fine and he's going to be fantastic he's going to be the new carlos vela no 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 no. let's kind of come down put our feet on the ground and you know this could potentially be a bust but at the same time this can potentially be really really cool and i think it's not just all negative there are positives and i'm more like in the middle i'm more somewhat excited but also somewhat concerned um we'll have to see how he does on the pitch uh but there is potential there is potential because of his age and because i think the mls can be a little more forgiving for these type of players um it's not a very defensively astute league let's put it that way and you know if, if he feels you know if he's feeling himself if he feels comfortable if we build a good team around him, if we provide a lot of opportunities for him, he could very well score, you know, 15, 20 goals, you know? Um, so that's pretty exciting. I'm not going to lie. Let's just read a little bit of what uh, Claudio Reina said in terms of the scouting and stuff that went into it. So he said, uh, combining... His quality, ability to get goals, chances created, and work for the team at his age. He turned 26 a few days ago. That really convinced us. Um, lastly, he is really committed to wanting to come to Austin FC. Everything together gave us the confidence. End quote. That's pretty interesting. You know, I think that's important as well that he wants to come to Austin FC. And it's important to note that uh, he is choosing to come to Austin FC instead of remaining in Argentina because Boca Juniors was also interested in Cecilio Dominguez. So that's, you know, that's really important as well. I think uh, Boca Juniors is a massive club, you know, 
maybe the biggest one in South America, potentially, arguably. Uh, and they also don't mess around. So if they, the fact that they wanted him, I think, speaks uh, of the potential there. Um, so that's good. Um, let's see. He also said, uh, Reina said, it's, uh, it's very important. His profile, age, and experience is akin to the type of DP we're looking for. He's dangerous, scores goals, creates goals, and is multidimensional in his attacking strength. It was part of the decision. It excites us that he just turned 26. His prime is ahead of him. We're excited to help him achieve his potential. End quote. So, you know, just like we said earlier, um, I think if we build a good team around him and we can help him achieve that potential that he was touted for uh, when he was younger and he was just, you know, a few years ago. So I think there is a lot of untapped potential there that we can exploit. And then Josh Wolf, speaking of uh, Cecilio Dominguez, um, he said, getting Cecilio at 26 is extremely helpful for us. It's how we want to identify with our fan base, with the way we play. Uh, a guy in his prime, an offensive cleverness and quality about him. It also sends a message to the players we're trying to recruit. This is the way we want to play and the expectations we have as a club. End quote. Awesome quote right there from Josh Wolf. Again, I love how in sync Reina and Wolf are. I think that's awesome. And again, which is what I was saying in my previous episode, these first signings are are a message. They're sending a message to in all sorts of different aspects. They're sending a message to the fans. They're sending a message to the league. They're sending a message to the other teams. They're sending a message to other players who want to come play for us. Um, it's very important to get these signings right especially the very first signings uh like i was saying in my in my rodney redes episode that first signing was crucial um because it was a young dynamic attacking uh player very fast very aggressive very direct which is what we want how we want to play you know that's how josh wolf wants to play cecilio dominguez as well uh, somebody who is very, obviously, he's an attacker. He has a lot of cleverness in his attacking style. There's a lot of quality in, in him. There's a lot of, you know, talent and technical ability. Again, another message to how we want to play. So I think that's 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 all great. I love that they're doing that. I'm not going to lie. I like how in sync Reina and Josh Wolf have been since the very beginning. I think that cannot be understated. Um... So, you know, that's good. That's good. That's good on them. I do think that we should go for Uruguayan players instead of Paraguayan players, in my opinion. Um, I think Uruguay has uh, much more quality uh, than Paraguay as a country in terms of uh, f soccer players. That's just a fucking fact. You know, you... It's not, I'm not being like, uh, you know, it's just, it's just truth. You know, Uruguay are world champions, uh, for the size of the country, they export incredible talent. Maybe the country that has the most talent per, per capita or something, you know, for, 
population of the country because they export world class players on I mean on a freaking monthly basis. There's like a new Uruguayan player that's killing it. Um and they're also cheap. So I think we should focus on Uruguay more than Paraguay. However, these are just the first few signings. We'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh but yeah. That's what's going on with Cecilio Dominguez. I want to know what you guys think about this signing. Is it good? Is it bad? Are you excited? Are you concerned? Are you more in the middle like me? Let me know on Twitter, in the comment section down below on YouTube or on Instagram, whatever. I would love to hear your thoughts on that. And let's hear Cecilio Dominguez uh, talk to us about his transfer to Austin FC. Hola a todos. Soy Cecilio Dominguez, Estoy muy contento, muy emocionado por ser parte de un gran equipo como es el Austin. Empezar un nuevo proyecto con Josh Gould y Claudio Reina. Desde Paraguay le mando un cariño muy grande. Nos vemos pronto. Hola. So, that's cool. Him saying, uh, welcoming, uh, saying hi to the fans and being happy that he's at Austin FC. He's very proud. Uh, so, that's cool. And he's also wearing a, a green sweater, which I, I thought was pretty dope. Uh, very fitting of of the transfer so he looks excited i think that's that's a good sign and yeah it's an exciting day for austin fc another historic another historic signing uh from us um moving on to uh there was a a quote by president andy luffman where he is saying uh, that their desire or Austin FC's desire is to have the inaugural kit shared with the world in December. So we're getting close. We're getting close to December. We're getting close to our official Austin FC kit. You best believe I'm getting a kit. I might even get a kit and do a raffle for for the podcast. I think that would be super cool. Uh, let me know if you would be interested in a raffle of an Austin FC kit. Um, I think you guys will really appreciate that, to be honest. And it will be really cool for me to do that for you guys, for you know all the listeners that I have that I really appreciate. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to, to see what that Austin FC kit is going to look like. I think it's safe to say that by that time we should have a, an idea of what the new kits uh, are going to look like for the next season for MLS. Um, for sure, it's going to have to be the next design for most of the kits in MLS. So I'm really excited to see that as well. Um, with the whole like MLS kits, it's kind of like a hit or miss. Some people really like them. Some people really hate them. Um, some people like the fact that it's Adidas across the board. Some people would like more competition and more variety in kits. I don't really care, to be honest. I could give a rat's ass what MLS does with the kids. I just want Austin FC's kit to be dope. And, you know, I don't really care if other people have similar designs to Austin FC. Um, but, you know, you know I'm going to buy that shirt. I think we all are going to buy that shirt, to be honest. And then... Lastly, I want to mention a little bit of the Champions League. Um, I know this is a Austin FC podcast, but 
Obviously, I'm a connoisseur of the world game. And um, European football is obviously a, a huge portion of that. First of all, congrats to Bayern. I had tweeted a few days ago before the semifinals. I'll say congratulations to Bayern for winning the Champions League. You know, anyone would have really bet that Bayern was going to win the Champions League. I mean, they were the best team in my opinion. But uh, they played really well. They're the first team, I think, that has won the Champions League winning all of their games. 11 games in the Champions League. They won 100%, uh, which is very impressive. Uh, And they played really well. They're a solid team, man. When the when these Germans when they got there together, they are just a machine that they just, you know, they just run over their opponents, and it's it's amazing to watch as a neutral, um, and not really as a neutral as well because I I love Barcelona. I'm I'm a fan of FC Barcelona, and the way they dismantle that team, holy holy crap, man! It was just so embarrassing embarrassing for Barcelona uh Barcelona is in a crisis and they have been in a crisis for years now um I actually have a channel I stopped making videos for that channel it's called FCB News you can find it on YouTube and in FCB News um I have been mentioned this for the past two years that Barcelona is in a crisis mode and I think Messi and Suarez had been putting a band-aid over some major problems that the club has been having. Uh, And one of those problems is the locker room. I think that's the main problem. And it's not the fact that Piqué, Messi, Busquets, Jordi Alba, Rakitic... Vidal, Suarez, not that they're over 30, close to 33. I think it's the fact that they have built such a... It's such a manipulated locker room that you need to cleanse it. You need to... And this is where the board has been messing up because you need to have the balls and you need to have the guts to get in there and get rid... Send a message. You have to. You have to send a message because you have to renovate the team and you're not going to renovate the team if the the people that are have the have the locker room viced are you know they don't want to not play so they they do weird things to to make sure that they remain in power and that they continue playing for the club you need to send a message and you need to get rid of some of those powerhouses you know in my opinion um pique rakitic Vidal Suarez would have been sold two years ago because you need you need younger players you need younger perspectives you need more um, aggressiveness these players have won everything and it's hard to maintain that motivation you know like I don't blame them they've won everything with the club so as a as a as the president of the sporting um, you know club you you need to make those tough calls and you need to get rid of a few players. So if Barcelona don't get their shit together, we're looking at an AC Milan 2.0. We're looking at 
old players who you can't sell for money, who are eating up your wage bill because Barcelona has the highest wage bill in all of Europe, in the world, who you're going to have to release for free, who's gonna, who are going to bankrupt the club, where Messi's going to end up leaving you know, at some point. So you're not going to have that pull factor of having Messi in the team. And it's looking really bad, really bad for Barcelona. So I just wanted to say that. And then, uh, you know, congrats to Bayern. You know, they dismantled Barcelona. They did really well against Lyon. I think Lyon was never really going to pose a big threat. I think even if Lyon has scored against Bayern in the semifinal, Bayern would have come around and scored the same amount of goals, if not more than three goals. And then against PSG, it was a very tight final, just like how most finals are. Finals are very rare to be a lot of um, you know goals in a very open game. It's a very tight game with a lot of uh, precaution. So I think it was worthy of a good final, though. I had really a, a lot of fun watching it. I think both teams um, wanted to win, ultimately. And PSG did very well, I think. Uh, if it wasn't for, you know... If it wasn't for having Neuer uh, being in world-class form and maybe if Mbappé was a little more um, astute in his decision-making when he was about to shoot, it could have been very different. could have been very different. Um, but I still think that ultimately Bayern had the quality to overcome that. They're just a worthy champion, man. They are the worthy champions of the Champions League. Congrats to Bayern. They win another treble. Um, so, really cool stuff. And then last but not least, in my opinion, I really liked the single knockout uh, format of, of this new Champions League because of COVID-19. I think... This was by far the most entertaining Champions League that I've seen in years. Not just in the latter stages, but in the beginning stages of the knockout stage of the knockout rounds. Usually the Champions League gets really boring. Let's not not just pretend the Champions League is, you know, the most fantastic tournament. No, sometimes it's hella boring. And it's hella boring because teams speculate on the first leg all the time. That is just what happens. Speculation, speculation, speculation. No spectacle. It's sometimes super boring to watch. And it having the second the second legs gives even more of a chance for these super teams to overcome, you know, potential mistakes that they might have. And that I don't think that's fair. I think that you know, when you have a team like PSG versus Atalanta, for example, Atalanta was three minutes away from knocking out PSG and moving into the semifinals of the Champions League. In a two-legged round, Atalanta would have had no choice. I mean, uh, a no chance, in my opinion. Um, it just it gives ninety an extra ninety minutes for the power team to to double up, you know, and, and, and have that opportunity um, since they have more quality players. So I think this single round 
single leg round is is very entertaining and it opened up you know so many so many dark horses came out and i think that is because of the single leg round format that they implemented um we wouldn't have had leipzig we wouldn't have had atalanta we wouldn't have had um what was the other team that that really well atalanta and leipzig towards the end for sure um but uh, Lyon, for example, uh, you know, against Manchester City, Lyon would have stand no chance, no chance in two in two legs. Um, so I hope they keep this. And there is discussions with Alexander Seferin, who is a, the current president of the UEFA. He is having uh, reunions and, and meetings to discuss the format. And I think because it was so successful to have the single game, you know, rounds to keep them for the next Champions Leagues. Uh, so it says that they might even keep them for the semifinals. Um, so maybe have them, you know, before the semifinals. But uh, I think that's really cool. I think that I think that it's it's very smart from UEFA to consider this. And I really hope that they do consider it very carefully and and go for the best route. I think they don't make as much money, obviously. And I think money is going to be the ultimate factor. And I think that they're still going to go for the two-legged rounds uh, just because money and TV rights and what whatnot. But I think for the benefit of the competition and for the benefit of the fans, I, I would hope that they keep it to a single-legged uh, round. But... I would like to know what you think about that as well. We all watch European uh, soccer, so I think it still fits. So that's it for this podcast, guys. Thank you so much for listening to me. Thank you so much for supporting me. Uh, hit me up if you want to buy a Bright Red the Pod t-shirt. Follow us on all social media. Uh, give us a like on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. Once this goddamn COVID is over, we're going to have more YouTube content that is not just a podcast. I want to interview people. I want to interview fans. I want to interview, you know, for example, about Cecilio Dominguez. You know, like I, I want to hear your thoughts. I want to, you know, grab a mic, grab a camera, go around interviewing people. And I think that would be super cool. So stay tuned for that, guys. And uh, as always, I'll see y'all in a few weeks. Later.